Hello, I'm Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is Episode 65. I have entitled this episode, How to Handle Toxic People 101. Sometimes I struggle to decide what to talk about. My process of coming up with a topic is an interesting one that I won't go into, but I've been toying around with talking about toxic people for a few weeks now. It seems that I've had a series of unfortunate events with toxic people, and I wanted to talk about it, but I kept saying, well, I'm not going to put anybody on blast. I can't figure out how to present this, so maybe I'll talk about something else. But it seems to me that all indications are that I'm supposed to talk about toxic people today. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'll tell you what inspired that decision today. This morning I got up and I was having my coffee and I decided to call a friend. And she was on hold with the passport company. And she had about 45 minutes to go on hold. And I said, well, can you talk? And she said, oh, yeah, I can talk because I got about 45 minutes. So we just started chatting. And during the conversation, I mentioned that today I'd be podcasting and I thought I was going to talk about toxic relationships, toxic people, how to identify toxic relationships and how to cope with them. And she said, do you look at your list of topics that you've already talked about before you make a decision what you're going to talk about? And I said, yeah, I always do look at what I've talked about before I make a decision because I don't want to talk about the same thing twice. I said, does it seem like I'm talking about the same thing over and over? She said, well, sort of. Like last week when the topic came in, I thought you had already talked about that. I said, did you listen to the podcast last week? And she said, no, I didn't listen. But it just seemed like I'd seen that topic before. And I said to her, no. I've never talked about what I talked about last week. Last week, I spoke about self-compassion, and I did that because I was sick when I recorded, and I wanted to walk my listeners through the process of how I was able to demonstrate enough self-compassion where I could let go a little bit and just do what I could in producing a podcast rather than forging ahead at full speed. So it was about self-compassion. And no, I'd never talked about that before. Then I went on to say that this week I would be talking about toxic people and toxic relationships. And she said, so do you think I'm being toxic? And I said, based on the definition that I'll be offering, yes, I do think that you are. May I read the definition to you that I will be using to describe toxic people and behaviors? And she said, yes. So this is the definition that I read to her, and this is the definition that I want you to hear as well, because this is the definition of toxic people and behavior that this podcast will be based on. A toxic person is anyone whose behavior adds negativity and upset to your life. I'll repeat that. A toxic person is anyone whose behavior adds negativity and upset to your life. It's a simple definition, 
And we all know some people who at times are toxic. It doesn't mean that that person is a bad person. A lot of times, people who bring toxic behaviors to our life are dealing with stressful situations of their own in that moment. And they're just letting it squirt out sideways and it lands in our court. I think that most people are good people and that all of us at times are capable of being a little toxic in our actions and behaviors. So my goal in presenting this topic today is to offer you some information about what toxic behaviors look like so that you can recognize those behaviors in others and in yourself and make the appropriate adjustments. I'll also offer you some coping mechanisms for the times when people bring toxic behaviors to your life. So let's take a dive inside the visionarium and refocus on the issue of toxic people the games that they play, and what we can do to cope with that behavior. There are lots of toxic behaviors, far too many to list within the time constraints of this podcast. And most of us have been exposed to toxic people's particular brand of poison dust. When we are sprinkled with it or drenched with it, however they deposit it, we can feel a definite change in our well-being, our mental well-being. We just feel out of sorts, like we're overreacting or hypersensitive, that maybe we're misinterpreting something. We begin to doubt how we feel. We may feel angered or impatient. We may feel afraid and manipulated. It doesn't have a positive effect. And that's the whole point. That kind of toxic, negative behavior throws us off our game. And it takes a while for us to recenter again. We lose valuable time. We lose being in control of our own time. And that is the whole point. Toxic behavior is designed to control us, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally. It's a control tactic. So being able to spot that harmful kind of behavior in the first place is very important if we have any hope of minimizing its impact. Once you are aware of what toxic behavior looks like and how it's welded, then you become able to control what you do with it. You may not be able to change what the toxic person does, but you can absolutely change your reaction to it. There are a few common things that toxic people do to manipulate other people and situations to their advantage. And here are a few of them. Toxic people are emotionally unstable, and you never know which emotion is going to show up. One day, they can be quite lovely and pleasant to be around, and the next time you see them, they're all bent out of shape, and you're left wondering what you did to cause that, because they never take any responsibility for themselves or for the problems that arise. If you're having a crisis, you can count on them being there, but if you have some joy to celebrate, they're nowhere to be found. They're not interested in you when things are going well, but they're there when it hits the fan. If a problem does arise in communication with these people, and it will, they are very likely to leave the conversation unfinished. They'll just end it. And after they do, you won't be able to communicate with them at all because they will go under the radar, offline, and not be found until they're ready to resurface again. They won't pick up the phone. They won't answer text messages or emails. 
And no matter if you leave a dozen voice messages, they are not going to communicate with you until they're ready to. And when they do, it's like the problem never existed. Everything's back to square one where you start all over again with this insanity of a cycle of communication. Think about the effect that it has had on you to be treated that way. Your mind just goes in circles. What happened? What did you do? Where did they go? Are they okay? Are they even alive? People who care about you and who care about having a relationship with you don't treat you that way. They will attempt to sort a problem out. And that doesn't mean that you'll always come to a resolution, but at least they will try. So take it as a sign of their investment in the relationship if they leave without a trace and leave you hanging for lengthy periods of time. That is toxic behavior, and it is not healthy for you. People with toxic behaviors will go out of their way not to communicate clearly. They'll bring irrelevant details into a conversation and make it about the way you say something rather than what you say. And they'll exaggerate. You always do this. You never do that. Don't buy into that argument because you'll never win. And you don't need to with toxic people. The prize that you might get is rarely worth the effort. When dealing with toxic behavior, knowing where to draw the line is critical. It can be challenging to set boundaries and to do that without feeling guilty. But you have to set boundaries with toxic people because they will always go too far. Toxic people are always looking for a way to push the bar a little bit further. So we have to be very clear about what our limits are, what we will and will not go for, and to execute that boundary without guilt, without a second thought. Because no matter how much effort you put into a relationship with a toxic person, it just may never be enough. They tend to lack integrity, so the boundaries from their perspective are very dynamic, and they will keep changing and pushing and edging and blurring the boundaries. So your best efforts may never be enough. Another aspect of behavior that goes hand in hand with toxicity is drama. There's always drama attached to associating with someone with toxic behavior, and we're drawn to that. There's something about human nature that is drawn to the curiosity of drama. We want to know what's on the other side of that issue. Maybe we can fix it. But try to resist the urge to fix things with someone who has toxic behavior. That is a bottomless pit. Oftentimes in these relationships, you're dealing with someone who has a personality disorder, and that is way above your pay grade. They need to see a mental health professional before they can even be equipped to handle the demands of a regular relationship. Our tendency to want to fix things and help people just gets us into some quicksand. Tell yourself to avoid this and to remind yourself, this is not my problem. It's not my circus. These are not my monkeys. And try to remain as uninvolved as possible. Slowly walk away from that situation until you can run from it because you're in over your head. If the relationship is causing you a great deal of stress and harm, 
and you're thinking about it all the time and wondering what to do and how to fix it and all that, it may be time to consider cutting ties and just moving on. It's not your fault, no matter how hard the person tries to convince you otherwise. These negative feelings like anger and guilt and anxiety that you may experience when you're in a toxic relationship with someone are just natural. And you're not the problem. The problem is people that come to you with toxic behavior and you're trying to wade your way through quicksand. Instead, these feelings that you're, you're experiencing should be regarded as red flags and an indication to you that this is not the way you want to feel in your life and move on. And believe me, I do realize that developing that frame of mind doesn't happen overnight. It didn't for me. But today, I am clear that my clarity of mind, my peace of mind, is sacrosanct. It means everything to me to have a space within myself where I know peace. And I know also for a fact that many of us have paid a dear price for that peace. And to invite a toxic relationship back into our lives is virtually saying that you do not value the effort that you have already put into trying to find solid ground on which you can stand and claim your peace. And I know I'm not willing to do that. So I'm going to reserve a special part of this discussion for people with negative attitudes. Because a lot of people have negative attitudes. I would not necessarily call them toxic. Some people just don't know how to process what's happening to them very well. But if you hang around these people long enough, believe me, it is contagious. Their negativity can bring you down. If nothing else, it can drain you to the point where you are not equipped to handle your own life because you are so overwhelmed with the nonsense and negativity that they have lobbed into your court. So basically, this is a way to lob it back where it belongs and to get the conversation with a negative person on another trajectory where it has a more positive spin to it. One of the things that you can say when they come at you with this long story about a situation that happened that's so negative, I'm sorry to hear that. Did anything good come out of that situation? What happens in that moment is that your response is showing empathy while redirecting the person's thought to a more upbeat, positive direction. I would not advise trying to point out to them what the silver lining is because a truly negative person will take that as a challenge to show you what a negative situation is and how it can't possibly work out and that sort of thing. You don't want to get into that mire of a conversation with a negative person. Another response to a negative story that you'll hear from negative people, if you can get a word in edgewise, will be to say, wow, that really sucks. But you know what? The way you handle that was very cool. You really put a positive spin on it. A statement like this incentivizes the negative person to look at it from a more positive perspective and to be less negative about it. Another good response is to listen to what they're telling you and then say, huh, how do you typically handle a situation like that? Now, what this does is it puts the negative person into a problem-solving mode. Nobody wants to say, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to handle it. So they'll come up with something more positive. That's almost guaranteed. Another tactic to turn a negative scenario around is to use flattery. Oh, if only he had the wisdom 
and the work ethic that you did. This combination of perspective and flattery usually goes a long way to turn the conversation around to a more positive light. And your goal, remember, is to end the negativity. You could say something like, I'm sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're upset because, and what you're doing here is you're not letting the person go on and on and on, but you are letting them know that you've hurt them by parroting back to them what they said. This makes them feel better because it lets them know that they were heard. So you can interject this tactic throughout their narrative. Say, now, hang on. If I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like you said, and they'll listen because they want to hear that you were listening to what they were saying. And eventually, they'll bring the narrative to a close. And if all else fails, you can say something like, oh, wow, I'm sure you'd rather talk about something happier. What else is going on in your world? With a reply like this, you force the negative person to move on to a less gloomy topic. After all, what else can they say? You've asked them a direct question. What else is going on in your world? I understand that dealing with negative people is nobody's idea of a fun time. But you never know when you have been encountered by a negative person. And before you know it, you're on lockdown because they're going on and on and on. And to me, that's toxic to be on lockdown with somebody who has no regard whatsoever for your presence in that conversation. You're just somebody to vent to. And you don't have an opportunity to interject a single word. That is challenging. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, there are all kinds of toxic scenarios that cannot possibly be covered within the confines of the time limit of this podcast. But hopefully this will give you some ideas and some tactics and some information on how to deal with these toxic situations, how to avoid the ones that should be avoided, and how to exist with a more peaceful frame of mind during the times when you have to tolerate toxic people, because it will happen. And with that, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I invite you to swim back up to the surface with me and take a deep breath. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you being here in the Visionarium with me in the Visionarium podcast. I look forward to speaking to you every week. I just appreciate the time that you've carved out to be here. So thanks. Thank you also for continuing to spread the word about the Visionarium podcast by telling your friends and inviting them to tune in and listen. That really means a lot. I appreciate it. Tune in next week. I'll have a new episode. I'm not sure what it'll be. Like I said, my process can be very random at times, but I look forward to speaking to you then. If you need to reach me in the meantime, my email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. Here's wishing you a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams, because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.